Good morning, everybody. You can dish. We are here. That was the wrong mic I picked up. Yes. Good morning, everybody. Thank you for being with us today. We are broadcasting live from Bachman's, my favorite place in the Hoyt world. (laughs) Oh, my God. I know. It is. We were walking through and I was just saying if I had... If I had all the money I can, I would be the trashiest garden human because I would buy everything in here and it would like take up all the space. Because I'd be, be like, that lady. I would be. I would absolutely be like, but look at these lanterns and this is the, my Zen section. And then over here is where the, the wreaths are hanging. And then this is my gnome so garden. I would absolutely do it because it just Little jazzes tiny me. Fairies. Um, this is the time of year where usually I am. I've probably been here twice already. Have you really? Yeah, just like you're perusing. Like, you're just like basically stalking it. Yes. Yeah. But this year, because I camped, yeah, I'm getting a little bit late start to the season. But well, I, everybody is getting. That's not because you camped that this season is late. I missed the whole. There's nothing snowstorm. you could have done yet last weekend, and so. I'm kind of happy. I don't feel like I missed spring at all. No, I thought I'd come home and things would be like. Popping out of the ground, but no, well, nothing. They, I did. Somebody said they reported a tulip the other day. An actual tulip, yep. or like coming uh, out of the ground. Coming out of the ground. Okay, right. I saw one too, actually, on Facebook. Oh God. Um. So today we have a great show. I I camped, Stephanie. Yeah, you camped. I did. You need to tell us about the camp. Um. I think the funniest part was when a my husband pulled up in the camper which turned out to be a minivan i was gonna say it was a minivan it was a minivan that pulled into a double bed in the back and that was it Mm -hmm. there was no there was no like seat there was no table there was no place to play cards no it's a van yes but the other van i saw had like more stuff this was and according to him he was like oh i thought i was getting a different van so fine i'm all positive he didn't be like, uh, where's my other van? No, no, no. I was all positive. We roll out of Las Vegas. The first thing we do is drive through this desert. And it is a desert. And there were pretty blooms in the desert, actually. Cactus flowers yeah. that I'd never seen before. Um, but long and short of it, our first stop was Zion. And we got to this parking lot. And it was dusty and dirty. Because <laughs> it's the desert. And there was no water not a blade of grass, not a tree for shade, nothing. Again, and desert. Kurt's like, well, here we are. <laughs> I was so disappointed and just like trying to be a trooper. I, I'm thinking camping like the Boundary Waters, you know. I, I'd i never camped before, so that's what I thought it was. Like trees and Well, I mean, beauty. camping, but it's not even like camping equals trees. Camping is camping where like and you're in the desert. I... I, this you thought like magically me. because you were just camping yep. that there would there is oh. uh, well and I was in Zion National Forest which it which was beautiful and we I mean I have seen the Southwest I have traveled every rock I have hiked so much that I'm going to lose three toenails right yeah. before sandal season yeah. which I'm not happy about nope. uh-uh. the Grand Canyon is amazing immense but you know we hiked into that and hiked out and yep. once you've seen it. They're rocks. It's all giant rocks everywhere in the Southwest. Yes. I was on reservations. Those poor people, we moved them to these reservations. 
it's just it's crazy. Well, they don't even have the internet. I <laughs> <laughs> I'm not kidding. You go for like 50 miles and you don't have one internet signal. Good. That's no, the it wasn't reason good. you're it was supposed stressful. to. You can't post everything your whole life. It was stressful. The point of going is to get away, isn't it? It was. Yes, and so you got away. I did. Yeah. I hiked a lot. There no, was some it gorgeous was... there was some gorgeous scenery, some beautiful rocks. Yes, some... we went into the Slit Rock Canyon in um that was the other thing. I was in Arizona and Utah, and I was like straddling the line between the two states. Mm-hmm. And one of them doesn't change their time zone. So in one day, I could be in this different time zones, like three separate times. I had no idea what time it was. That was driving me crazy. <gasps> and then no internet purpose. connection. I, I know. love that. I think that's on purpose. And I have an internet watch. Like, you don't realize how things run so much on the internet. Yeah. But our camping meal, the one we had, because we were supposed to camp out six nights. Yeah. We didn't. We camped once. <laughs> Are you kidding? Well, it was 20 degrees at night. Yeah. And 40 mile an hour winds. So you oh. couldn't have fire. So we had like our firewood. Oh, we oh, had all our stuff. Oh, you just like you like slept in the van is what you're saying? No. Oh. We would get hotel rooms oh. because it was dry and windy and cold. Okay. And my husband, bless his heart, he knows his wife. Yeah. He was like, okay, well, here we are. We're on this Indian reservation and we have a campground in a dusty parking lot. It's 40 mile an hour winds. I had, I had literally dirt in my nose, in my ears, in every pocket of every piece of clothing when I was cleaning up last night and trying to wash my clothes. Yeah. But it was fun. Good. It was, it, it's something you should do it. I highly, I highly recommend it. Well, I just think also anyone from our very lush and green north, you know, it goes down to see that. And it is a beautiful, different beautiful. landscape. Just crazy. I will say there's one place that I feel like if you're a Minnesotan like me and when you're hiking, you want to see streams, wildflowers, grass and rocks. Sedona was beautiful. Yeah, Sedona is kind of the ha- the haven. Uh, yeah, I had no idea. Yeah. I would like to go back there oh, for yeah. like a girls weekend for four days. We had a seven mile hike that we crossed this stream like 14 different times. It was just beautiful. I had an amazing meal there. Ian and Marjorie reached out to me because I knew I was in Arizona. They're like, you have to go to this place called Elote. Okay. And the guy was the 2018 finalist or 2017 finalist for the Southwest James Beard Best Chef. I had the best elote corn there I've ever had. It was so incredible. Nummy. And a beautiful lamb shank. So that was, I mean, meal-wise, yeah, that was extraordinary. And then on the way, we went to Las Vegas on the way back. We got an extra night at the Bellagio, thank yeah. God. Oh. <laughs> when we got like a hot shower, I was so happy. Oh, my word. And I had a, a meal there that if you're going to Vegas, there's this place called Flock and Fowl. Okay. Stephanie, you would have died. You'd have loved it so much. And nobody was there. It's they've got they had a location. Then it was a food truck. Now they're back in downtown and they just opened. I had Hyannese chicken and rice, which was like this rice with this fried egg on top. With I didn't know that the Chinese have this sausage called lab nam. Do you know about that? Of course you do, probably. Yeah, I mean. It's like chorizo, mm-hmm. where it's a hard sausage, but it's not spicy like Mexican. It was more sweet. Hmm. I, I mean, I Kurt was like, we need to figure out where to get this here. It was so good. Oh, good. And just, it was delicious. They made their own sambal ulik. It was just a great, great meal. Awesome. That was so good. That's fun. Yeah. So there it was. Okay, there's the trip.
there was the trip. I like it. Hey, you guys, we have a great show today. We do have a question on the Facebook page that we want to yes. tell you about because we have John Hovland coming. Uh, he, of course, was the intrepid traveler eater man who decided to catalog a whole bunch of chicken wings in town. So we are in honor of having him on the show today. We put on the Facebook, we want to know what's your best, what's your wing thing? You know, some people love the flats. Some people like the drummies. Some people like boneless. Some people like only whole wings. Sticky, spicy, all that kind of thing. This place I went to, Flock and Fowl, had just won best chicken wings for Las Vegas. They were super crispy. And then they had like this um, Asian spicy sambal sauce with these toasted sesames. Yeah. Oh, I had something like gosh, that, they too. they were so good. From Sweet Chow the other day. That new place. Yeah, over in North Loop. And the thing for me was I usually do not like a sticky wing because I it gets mushy. And these were so crispy yeah. and still had a stickiness to it. And I was very impressed by that. Yeah, that's exactly how these were. They were so good. Yeah, I'm so... So that was fun. We also have, by the way, Carla Hall is calling in in a few minutes, you guys. The yes. Carla Hall. And from Top Chef? Yep. So we're going to talk... We should say from the chew, but... From the chew. She's always Top Chef to me. Yeah. And she'll be... Uh, yeah, she's built herself a little bit from... A little bit I know, but in my that. mind, it's like that's her funny. and Jose won that season. Oh, is that? Do you oh, remember that's that? Hosea. Yeah, Hosea. And he yeah. was good, but no, I liked that, Carla's was, personality. He's a very big pot chef now. Speaking really? Speaking of 420. Yeah. He's like a very, I, that's what I shouldn't say that. I, I feel like I read that somewhere. Wow. I know. I mean, that's a big thing now because there's a, it's legal in many places. Okay. Just so you know, my daughter is calling, calling you in the middle of the show. Just for those of you that keep track the show. that our family members call us during the show we've had for 11 years yeah. every week. As if so, we're just like, where are you? Yep. I don't know. What's happening? I'm just at Bachman's. Uh, sorry. I'm just shopping for plants. That's right. So, uh, yeah. So we've also got a lot of great stuff. We're going to talk uh, a little bit about gardening with Bachman's. We've got, we have Dermot Cowley calling in from McKinney Road to talk about the burger battle that's He's happening. He's so funny. I know. We're excited to find out some tips and tricks for burgers. Because yes. it's going to be, it's, it's outdoor burger season right now. I'm just calling it. So we have a great show. Yeah, we do. Uh, we're going to go ahead. We're going to take a break. We will be right back. We are, of course, sponsored by Red Cow and Red Rabbit. And we're excited um, to see that they're going to be opening a St. Paul location here sometime this spring. And while we're at Bachman's today, the broadcast is brought to you by Centerpoint Energy and XL Energy and Gopher State One Call. And you know why that's important? Because if you're a gardener like me, yep. what do you have to do? Call before you dig. That's right. We're going to go ahead and take a break. We'll be right back. You're listening to The Weekly Dish. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Weekly Dish. Thanks for joining us this Saturday morning. I'm Stephanie March. I'm Stephanie Hansen. And we are live at Bachman's on Lindale, you guys. And I'm just going to say this. It's hopeful. It's hopeful. <laughs> Being in it's the garden pretty. and the greenhouse is hopeful that we are we have made it through. And they grow a lot of their stuff at their own oh, facility yes. down south. So, you know, you don't have to worry that they're not going to be ready when we get able to dig. We will be ready at Bachman's. They right. are always ready. They are ready right now. They're, ready they're right just now. waiting. They're sitting there with trowels in hand. Yes. Okay. Well, guess what, you guys? We are being joined by Ms. Carla Hall. Are you there, Carla? I am. Good oh, morning. Good. Thank you for coming on today. Welcome to the Twin Cities. How are you? I'm great. This is my first time here, and oh. I love this city. Yes. Even with the little snow on the ground, Carla, you're hardy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm hardy. I'm hardy. <laughs> you can do it. You can do it. Well, you are in town, obviously, for the Women Chefs and Restaurateurs National Conference, which is, you know, happening in Minneapolis this weekend. Yes. And, mm -hmm. I mean, it is just the gathering of, of powerhouse women in food that are coming is kind of exciting. It's exciting. I mean, we're, we're eating our way through... Um, the Twin Cities, and we're just sort of 
you know, talking about our issues, and it's, it's really nice to walk into a room and you know that the person that you see in front of you gets you and what you're going through. So, yeah. Can we... So, Carla, you started out, you have a long, you have a great history. You were like a model. You lived in Europe. You've had like this amazing life. You were also on Top Chef. (laughs) (laughs) And you you had a catering business, which, you know, that's super glamorous. Um, Mm -hmm. When you were on Top Chef season five, you were just, I remember you so distinctly because you were so funny and such a breath of fresh air. I felt like you were one of the first, like, real people chefs that they had on the show have you heard that from other people i have i have yeah you just really because um for me i was 42 you know i've been working really hard and i i didn't realize what the show was i was doing it (laughs) as a personal challenge you know i was going about my business and my friend said you did not get on that show acting like (laughs) your normal self i'm like (laughs) (laughs) that's funny i love that so you went from there to The Chew, which has been, I remember it, it started out kind of rocky for me because all my children mm-hmm. got canceled so that The Chew yeah. could be on. And I was like, oh my gosh, but I love food so much. You guys have done a great job on that show. Thank you. We have, we have a really good time. I think um, it's, we are really friends. So the fun starts in the dressing room and it continues onto the set. And I think that as a viewer, you can tell authenticity, and and we don't try to be anything but who we are. And then in the process, we share food tips and, and entertainment tips, and then we have celebrities on. And it's also one of the few shows where you can see a celebrity doing something that you do at home every day. Yeah. Right. Yeah. In light of that, was it weird? I feel like I have to ask you, since you're here for the Women's Chef Conference, was it, it had to be really strange when the whole dust-up happened with Mario and he left the show. That had to be hard for you guys. It was, it was really tough. It, it was, it was tough. Um, and, um, and we're still friends. Of course. So, um, yeah. you know, and, and he, and Mario does a lot of work in the community and you're balancing that and you're like, ah, oh, all of this is going on. And, and then you're like, oh, but you're my friend. It's, it's, it's a really tough yeah. um, thing to do. And you're being tried in the media. Oh, tried yeah. well, and, you know. and we've talked a lot about our local chef culture. You know, both Stephanie and I have worked in the restaurant business and it is, it, it, it traditionally has been a sexually charged place and it's hard to figure out where the lines sometimes cross in that type of environment. Has that been your experience? It's never been my experience, ever. Okay, you're so lucky. In any job. Yeah, you're so lucky, because I think our stories that we hear are just... That well, and I think that what I love about having you come to speak at this at this conference too is that you are not just in the kitchen. You have had so mm-hmm. you've had experiences on so many levels, you know, in the public, but also you know, you know, in different factions of the public eye, you know, with media and then and owning a restaurant. Yeah, and so I really mm-hmm. think that you bring such a great perspective to these kind of things. Yeah, and I think that also, and to that point, because I have been a career changer, I I came with a different set of rules for myself versus the rules in the kitchen, mm-hmm. and um, and so it's like, what are my goals? And my whole thing was doing something that I loved, 
Right. And and I think it also helps and I know I, I worked beside people who were who were struggling. I'm also six feet tall. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, and at the That's end of the really day I'm looking down at the little guy like, What did you say? Yeah. Right. Right. You know, and I think physically I'm I'm big and um and so and I was also older when I when I um entered the food world. I didn't go to culinary school until I was thirty. Wow. Okay. Wow. So your experience has been a little bit different. When you think about um, moving forward, why don't we have more women in the business or do we and they just haven't had the light shown on them? I think it's a it's a combination of both of those. I think that um, it is physically demanding. I think that if you decide that you want to have a family, sometimes the the industry doesn't support you because you you need to be in the kitchen, not at home. Yeah, I think that um, I think it's that there aren't as many of us. Um, there are there are a lot of women, and I think that the great thing about WCR is that you're highlighting these women, and not just in the kitchen and in management, but in, in farms and you know different purveyors with small you know unique businesses. So um, if you don't want to be in the kitchen, I think women are finding that they are in other places, and those jobs are just as important. Absolutely. I do believe that the, the one of the things that I love about the WCR is that it is a community of women, and there's mm-hmm. a strength in that. And I always think that there's such a great, you know, if it's a local chapter or even if it's just a group of women who are, you know, like even like La Dames and all those kind of things, those uh-huh. community of women that that support each other and prop each other up are so important these days. I think that, to right. me, is the best part. And I think just having the directory which is mm-hmm. a lifeline for so many women. So if I go to a city and I'm like, okay, I have the WCR director or even Le Dom, then I'm going to be able, I can call those women. And, and even if I've never met, we have yeah. that connection through these organizations and, and the, the, the strength and just that arm around you is huge. Yeah, and I think that's good to point out, too, that there is a directory online that people can access. Are you, I, this is such a weird question to ask you, but I'm such a huge fan. Are you really going to be on General Hospital? <laughs> yes. I'm just dying to know. <laughs> okay, am I screaming in your ear? Yes, I no, am. No, you're, okay. you're fine. You're fine. I scream every week. All right, but are you? I am, and I just came back from L.A., so we, we, shot, um, we shot my scenes, and Ooh. when I say it was a, a bucket list item that I didn't even think I would be able to do, yeah. it was so <laughs> incredible, and oh inside, God. I was like, oh, my God, but outside, I was like, okay, let me pull it in. Right, right. Let me I get mean, serious, just in yeah. case you want to call me back. <laughs> Did you perfect your like soap opera stare, like the sul- like the sultry stare and the pensive look into the camera? Yes, I had to do all of that. And what well, I tell you, the the great thing about the chew, I have been able because I because I am a career changer, and I wasn't just in food. My whole thing was never was was being forty and never saying I wish I had have done. Right. And so right. I say yes to every opportunity, and I don't limit myself. And when I went to the Chew and I said, oh, I always wanted to do that. Oh, I always wanted to do that. And Michael Simon teases me all the time. Okay, Carla, you always wanted to do that. And we're <laughs> on like the 300th thing. 
but it's true and i tell them and they make it happen and i've gotten to do some amazing things in general hospital honestly was one of the things and, and so my scenes will be aired in may all right Woo-hoo! well you have a we life well lived miss carla hall and <sighs> we've got a link on our show page uh and also on our facebook page where people can get tickets to the conference you're the keynote you're the keynote speaking tomorrow morning let me just ask quickly before we let you go is there any place that you've eaten already in town or that you're excited to go eat in town we went to the Grand Cafe last night. I'm doing Spoon and Stable tonight. Oh, and then, good list. Um, and then in between, we have lots of little places. Oh, have right. the most fun out there. And, of course, you know you Thank have to celebrate you. Prince every moment you can today. Today is just yes. you know. Okay, I brought the purple scarf. All Do right, it, girl. Excellent. All we'll right. see you soon, Thanks, Carla. Thanks, Carla. All right, everybody, we'll be right back. This is the Weekly Dish. We are brought to you by Red Cow Red Rabbit. But today's broadcast, we are so excited at... Bachman's on Lindale is being sponsored by Centerpoint Energy, Excel Energy, and Gopher State One Call. Call before you dig. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Weekly Dish. Uh, we are here live at Bachman's on Lindale. You can come on down and hang out at the nursery or the nursery slash garden center slash happy gnome place because, boy, <laughs> I'm going to say that the happy the, gnomes. Well, all these little <laughs> gnomes everywhere. I literally smile every time I walk by one, and I kind of feel like. I kind of do so want happy. gnomes in my garden, but I also kind of am a little bit scared of them. Not of gnomes? Lie. It's a little spooky. Oh, I've had them in each they of my stare gardens. At you. They do. They stare at you. Well, we are being joined with by Doug Danielson, who is the director at the nursery, director of Wholesale Nursery. Doug? That's correct. That's yes, correct. Okay, good. Well, so this is the hot time of year, right? Spring is finally here. The weather's <laughs> turning. 50 degrees feels like 70 now. It uh, does. It, it does. It, T-shirts when I flew in yesterday. Yeah. Time to plant. It's time is coming for us. So. Oh, God. Can you talk about, do you make the decision about, like, gardening can be trendy, right? So I've noticed in the last, like, probably five years how many container gardens there are and that they're using them um, for, like, eating. Heating? You, yeah. For eating. Eating. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Edibles, so, like, yep. salsa gardens. That or... was all my gardening until this year. Was all in containers with, you know, with tomatoes and everything. Yeah. Edible gardens are becoming very popular. You can grow your own stuff. It's right there for you. Easy to do. And you know where it came from, too. And there's a wide variety of great uh veggies and herbs that you could do a salsa garden a pizza garden all different kinds of yeah different, that's teasy uh, that yes. makes me feel like there's a pizza growing in my garden i like it not necessarily <laughs> true but nonetheless so do you think that people should be starting from seedlings inside or is it are you more of like a plant it when it's time it all depends what they prefer to do. if you're starting with seeds you want to start earlier but me i want to keep it easy and just plant it from a nice starter plug and watch it grow and it's a little quicker for you that way in minnesota our growing season sometimes a little shorter like this yeah, year yeah so it's nice to start with big plants and that you could uh start harvesting them earlier too yeah hit the ground running can i ask you a weird question with all these container gardens i have a cabin and a lot of people have cabins do the self-watering pots, is that a good solution or if you are someone who travels on the weekends? Oh, yeah, that'll help you out. It, it's making it easy for yourself. And if you're not going to be around, that will help you out. And, do they uh, work? Take, yeah, they do. But um, you just got to make sure they're um, well-watered and ready to work for you, too. Okay. So. All right. Yeah. Um, what are the, if you're planning a garden, if in, like, you're listening and you're a first-timer, I remember our friend Elizabeth Reese, who is on the show, she did her big garden the first year. Are there like sizes you recommend for the starter gardener or... You just kind of want to bite off what you want to, you know, what you feel like you could handle. If you're a beginner, start easy because you don't want to fail. You yeah. know, you want to make it uh, successful You want for it yourself. to be worth your time. Yes, you know, yeah. and... Um, 
But if you got a lot of help and uh, you want a little bigger garden, go for it too. You know, yeah. you want to feed the whole neighborhood, make it big. Yeah, <laughs> I love that idea. Now, okay, so if you, is there something that people tend to try to plant that doesn't necessarily work? Like, I mean, obviously we're not growing lemon trees here, but what I'm saying is do people sometimes go, I really want X, and then you're like, it's not going to oh, work. I yeah, could go down a, the list. I know. There's a lot of those really colorful hydrangeas that you see out there that aren't really hardy for our location. Yeah. So you got to make sure that it's um, a zone for hardy or everyone wants to push the envelope and you can do that a little bit but you want to um it's a little more work too. yeah a little more work and you might want to cover it up in the winter time but uh everyone wants something that's just not quite i feel like here's a gardening tip friends if you come to bachman's (laughs) everything they have that's perennial will grow and all the stuff you push for like your zones they grow for one season and then they die and you end up with irises and bleeding hearts and peonies and all the things that we love to grow here so just grow what we have so don't plant an avocado tree is that what you're That's telling exactly me that i should right. not be doing that or bring I it in, a, in the house and annuals and tropicals you know they're for one season only yeah but they can add a lot of color so if you want to look for something a little more unique there's a lot of great annuals and tropicals and that just add plan color on bringing it in and out yeah yep. like bougainvillea and all that stuff Oh, I've tried everything. I've pushed every, uh, the hot poker one year. I remember the desert flower was going to grow in my garden. No, it no, doesn't. No. It goes for one year and then you're done. Are there certain kinds of tomatoes maybe that, that, that are certain, you know, I'm thinking about the containers again. And sometimes I would try tomatoes in there and I, some would work and some wouldn't. There's, so there's two types of tomatoes that you got to look for. Are you going to can tomatoes? They'll all ripen at the same time. Oh. So that's the kind of tomatoes you want to look for if you're going to can. But then there's kind of the ever-bearing ones. They'll give you tomatoes throughout the whole season. So if you just want them, put them on a hamburger or a salad once a week. So you can just pick a few each week. So you got to kind of look and see which ones you want to use and make sure you get the appropriate ones. Are there some you recommend for containers in particular? I... I personally like the ones that um, that, uh, that bear throughout the whole season. I'm the yellow drops. Yeah. Those because then you just eat oh, them I as you go. Those little yellow drop the tomatoes. Cherry yeah. tomatoes yes. too, boy, nice and sweet. Oh, and then you just walk out. You eat a little few, and then you. And go, the kids, you know. if you have kids, like there's nothing I think more just from the idea of hey, we grow food. It doesn't just come from the grocery store to help plant something, and then they can watch it grow throughout the season. Yeah. So, okay, we were saying that this was going to be kind of an onslaught. Because of the snow last weekend, you guys are, like, we're going to have to roll and roll hard as we go. Very true. Is there something that people should be doing, like, this weekend that you think they should be getting ready, besides coming down to hang out with us? Well, <laughs> right now is a great time to start pruning your shrubs. Yeah. You know, if it's drying out in, in the... the the garden beds you can start to mulch a little bit but if you're pruning shrubs you want to make sure that you prune shrubs that flower in the summertime okay you don't want to prune your lilacs azaleas no, huh? um magnolias because they their flower buds are already there and if you prune them now you're going to lose the flowers so anything that flowers in the summertime that blooms on new wood so you can uh, start pruning that those items right now okay uh quick question about like hydrangeas because a lot of people have them and some people cut them down some people don't and i know they grow on the old wood but if you have just a scraggly yucky bush and you want to cut it down it's still going to grow right yeah depending on the variety most of them you know that's one of the more difficult uh plants to prune because there's three different varieties of hydrangeas yeah. that we grow and the best way to look at it is paniculata hydrangeas, and their cones are a panicle, a, yep. a kind of a triangle cone-shaped. Those ones you'll prune, just lightly prune them, but any of them that have like um, the Annabelle um, 
the white flowers or bloomstruck hydrangea. Um, those you kind of cut back to the ground and they'll go bloom. to town. Yeah, because yeah, I think people leave those just ugly sticks around. It's right. like, no, cut them I down. Have. They'll be fine. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I, I, I moved into this house this, in August. And so there was, you know, hydrangeas all over. And I was like, now what? So they just, I don't know. Now you cut them down. So now yeah, I got to cut them down. You'll be good. Yeah, hydrangeas are a great summer flowering shrub. Oh. And they're pretty color. in the winter to leave them with the I flower heads. Kind of, but yeah, now they're, dry and they're getting ugly, right. just go for broke. Okay, right. I got to get my Look at me giving up. gardening advice. I know, advice. she's like, so pro. <laughs> like, I'm a work, like I work so here, anyway, you know. Get her a purple shirt, you guys. Can Dear we talk Lord. about, um, okay, so we have these lovely peonies in front of us. Pansies. Pansies, excuse me. I knew that, I knew that. You can eat pansies, right? I don't know that. <laughs> some, I don't know if there's some. I mean, they're edible. They sell them in the edible. Yes, and you can flowers. also eat nasturtiums. Yes, that you yeah. for sure can. And put them in drinks so that they're very pretty. Yep. I'm. I'm all about my new thing. Is I'm going to do cocktail gardens. Oh, there you go. Where it's going to have like mint and thyme, thyme. and things that you can put with cocktails. Yeah. Well, there's also if you want to get like a lemon tree or a, uh, a lime tree, nice little cocktail limes you could cut up and put in your drink. Those, okay, those I like really nice. that idea. Do you have Doug? to have those inside though? You have to bring those them in. Well, like you go outside during the summer, but you bring them inside during the winter time. I'm not against this thought. This is to me like no, having you could have citrus. fresh limes year round. It would kill me. I would love it. The actual the lemon trees are really pretty too. Yeah, they are. Very yeah. fragrant too. Yep. Oh right. Okay. I think all that's right. great. I think I've asked you all the questions that I had on my list here. <laughs> um, if someone wants to come into Bachman's, the other thing that I think people need to know is that you offer help. Yeah, yes. that's what I was gonna say. We have an expert staff here they will help you answer any of your questions. Get the right plant for the right situation. Right. And also we have our inspiration night coming Coming up May 3rd, where we have uh, people to help you and uh, throughout the throughout the night. So here's oh, what I want to so tell awesome. you too. Like what I did was I had Bachman's come and they got my beds all ready to go, and then I picked out the plants with them and planted. So you can have them plant it, you can have them prep it, you can have them pick the stuff out. You can really decide the level of intervention that you want. I don't really like the back breaking, getting the soil ready, and all that stuff. They can literally come and do that for you, and then you just get the fun part. Yeah, from the just a little advice all the way to a full landscape installation, yeah. we could do it all for you. So, are you guys? Is this does also do? You, is this like this is the hot time? Obviously, is the getting ready stuff, but you kind of work with people all through the summer to help them do stuff. For sure, you know, you could plant all season long. You could always landscape um, throughout the year. You know, you want to spruce up your. Uh, you know your planters in in the winter in, in in the summertime. You could add color throughout the year too. One thing that I know that uh, is coming up is a lot of graduation parties, yep. and there are people who have been they're panicking. <laughs> I will tell you, there are some people who have called me to be like, "What do you think I could do?" I'm like, "You need to fake it with as many colorful pots of pansies and stuff that you possibly can." Right, and and we have all kinds of color for pots you know you could design your own or we could do them for you we have a potting bench here that you could work with a designer and get oh, whatever cool. you want to um, make it look nice for graduation because that's a busy time of year yeah I can't even imagine that's the crazy part yeah you're getting close there on another one Steph thank god all right <laughs> <laughs> well I we really do suggest you guys come in and talk to these guys and whether it's seeds you're looking for or you know kind of getting the the mulch and everything else down it's it's really a great resource or if you have weird bugs and you don't know what they are that's can coming. I ask one yeah. bug question uh -oh. I feel like those weird lady beetles um what are those things called that the Japanese beetles have ruined my life. Yeah, they've been really bad the yeah. last couple of years. What I'm hoping is that lack of snow, long, cold winter is going to really uh, 
take care of them for yeah, us Yeah, because there's year. not, other than picking them off or spraying them. They have those bags and stuff that are weird yeah, that they say it's, is bad now. Yeah, what that if, attracts all your neighbors that's to what, your house. Yeah, that's what I, my mom said <laughs> They that. work really she, well, though. She was all for it, and then she was like, no, I'm against it now. Yeah. So do we, what are we supposed to do? Is there some sort of soil treatment you can do, or do you just pick them off and I drowned them in soapy water? All of the above. Okay. You know, you could um, put down a, a chemical to kill them in your, yep. your yard. Um, you could kill them when you see them. You know, what I like to do is try to plant plants that are resistant yeah. to them. Yeah. They, yeah. They, they won't attract them. And so, They're eating know, all my old rose you know. Shrubs. Evergreens, yep. evergreens, you know, they don't go for evergreens. And the nice thing about an evergreen is you got greenery in your landscape throughout the wintertime. Yeah. All too, right. So. I love it. Thank Perfect. you for answering my personal beetle question. <laughs> you know, I'm out there with my plastic gloves, picking them off the roses and drowning them in a water bottle. I'm militant. Wow. Oh, it gets out so much wow. aggression to drown those I was going to say that things. might be something you want. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. I have I have yeah. issues for sure. For sure. All right. Well, thanks so much for hanging out, Doug. And Thank thanks for, for inviting me. us to the store. It's just lovely. It is lovely. And they also have local food products here. They have gifts. They have lanterns. Cushions, outdoor so furniture, houseplants, orchids, everything that you would need. And today's broadcast is sponsored by Centerpoint Energy, XL Energy, and Go for State One Call because you're supposed to dig or call, call. before you dig because you don't want to hit. 811 is the number. Right. That really is a real thing, people. If you are going to be digging around in your garden, take it seriously. You don't want to get it hurt. No. We'll be right back. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to The Weekly Dish. I'm Stephanie Hansen. Hey, I'm Stephanie March. And 651-641-1071 is our phone number if you'd like to call in. This is the Ask Stephanie portion of the show. We will go ahead and take your calls, questions. You can also reach us at Steph March. At week or at Steph March and at Stephanie's Dish on Twitter, on Weekly Dish uh, on Facebook, we have a Weekly Dish page that you can always comment or post questions there and make contributions. We are also on My Talk 107.1. There's an email link there from our show page. There's a million ways you a can reach us. A million ways you can say hey uh, at Stephanie's Dish on Instagram, at Stephanie March on Instagram, and we're there for you. Um, okay, so if you are looking, we talked to Carla Hall earlier. Uh, there is a closing night party for Monday night where you can meet some of these women chefs that are going to be participating in the Women Chef Conference. So if you're interested in that, check it out. Yes, ma'am. All right, so some calls have come in and some emails. Hope our producer will let us know if we've got any live calls. But we do have some people that have visited us out here at Bachman's today. Uh, here's a question for you. You ready, Steph? Yeah. I love your show, girls. Help. I'm going to celebrate our daughter's college graduation. Uh, she's kind of introverted, and we live in Anoka, but most of our family is in the Minneapolis area, and Plymouth and Maple Grove would be good, too. So Golden Valley, Plymouth, Maple Grove, 20 people. Reservation would be great. She keeps going on about all her issues. Nothing majorly noisy. A place with a room space set aside for bigger groups, and hopefully not a huge bill. A few hundred dollars. And this is brunch or lunch, <laughs> just to be clear. She didn't remember, say. She so. did in the, in the in the beginning of this one. Okay, in, what did in, she say? In the no, in the in the in the line in the uh, in the subject line of the. Okay, I missed that part. Yeah. So that was why I I responded to her and I told her that Milton's, which is in Crystal, is a very cute small little place. But it's um and so they don't have a private room, but they would maybe do a buyout for twenty. That wouldn't be a buyout. You wouldn't have to spend like a yeah. million dollars. But they would accommodate, I think. I you had the other good suggestion of uh three squares in Maple Grove. Yeah, and I always think that you Did know, they have a room there? 
I believe that they do. I can't remember 100%, but I know that it's a nice kind of, it's kind of tucked off of the main area of Maple Grove. Great for breakfast, great for lunch. I always say Pittsburgh Blue, too, because I know they do have a little private room up there in Maple Grove. That one might be a bit spendy, though. I know, but maybe you could, like, do a brunch or breakfast or family style. Maybe there's something that would be a little easier on the pocketbook. Well, you know what was interesting? They have a, there's a brewery up there called Omni Brewing, and they have a little private room that has a barrel room. You have to bring in your own food, but that might be an economical way of doing yeah. it like and it'll be quiet and kind of chill and then you bring in um you could have it easily catered absolutely by anybody or alberito they yeah, do catering patrick's is up there which is here in the lindell bachman's yeah. center they have oh. a bakery up in maple grove they, they have it. the best like quiche by the way well, if i you... just put down by a ham and a cheese croissant real fast um it's beautiful if you are getting stir crazy the bachman's patrick's cafe is inside their it's inside the garden center and so you sit down and you're in like the house plants yeah. and it's all very humid feeling and lovely yeah i know it's a great escape. escape um here is another uh twitter that came in 651-641-1071 uh good morning ladies i have the pleasure of figuring out what to do for date night on saturday I'm looking for something romantic, and if there's some awesome event going on at a restaurant, that's even better. It doesn't matter if it's Minneapolis or St. Paul. Please help me with ideas. I'm racking my brain on this. Old date night ladies. <laughs> well, I got, actually, I'm going to give you a good date night spot because somebody went there and then followed up with me with an email telling me how great it was. Okay. Sanctuary restaurant in Minneapolis. It's kind of almost like underground. It's off of Washington Avenue. It's got stonework in there. The food is very refined, very beautiful. And it's just so cozy and quaint. I always think of that place when people ask me a romantic place to go to. Do you really? I do. Because it's just so sweet. You have a hair on your. You can't stop grooming <laughs> my I know. Hat. I'm pissing hey, hair off you. Yeah. Yes. Hey, we do have a caller for ready to take her. Yeah. Yep. Let's. Okay. Her name's Amber. Hi, Amber. How you doing today? Great. What's your question? My 38th birthday is next weekend, and I love going downtown to feel like hot stuff. But I want to go to dinner with my (laughs) husband, but he's now vegan, and I only drink mocktails. Wondering if you had suggestions? Well, okay, vegan so, and mocktails. I mean, definitely there's a hot, that's kind of a new thing. It, there's a lot of exciting stuff happening in that vegan sphere. I would say you could go to Fig and Farrow in Uptown, and mm-hmm. they're doing uh, a vegetarian vegan you know, menu. Um, and they have a bar. I mean, they have a cocktail bar, but you can absolutely make mocktails there for sure. They're very focused on creating that kind of finer dining experience. Cool. Um, some of the... Some of the best mocktails we've had, too, that I've had have been at Spoon and Stable. So maybe mm. you could pop in there for a mocktail flight yeah. uh, as sort of pre-date. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Actually, yeah, we had we did have yeah. that mocktail flight. But there is. But yeah, that's that, I don't know. I don't think they have anything vegan there. So I wouldn't eat there. But I don't know for to sure. To have a little quick appetizer. Yeah, definitely check out Fig and Farrow because I think that that's one of the things that they're trying to do. And Spoon River, too, which is in Minneapolis down by the Guthrie. Um, she's kind of the original. Brenda Langton owns that restaurant. Well, also Birchwood, I would say, is a place that is they definitely pay attention to. And, and at the nighttime at Birchwood is uh i think it's service full service and so that sewer co-op on. if you're it's not necessarily like fancy because it uh-huh. is a restaurant next to the co-op the but cafe. the food is the wonderful creamery cafe is yeah. what you're talking about right yeah that's thanks definitely so it. much guys thanks okay. amber
Um, so you have a vegan husband and you're into mocktails. That's a good one. Hey, we did get a question the same last week. They were talking, uh, asking us which restaurant uh, that we had talked about that had two types of margaritas that came and then the mango drink. And we were talking about all the good pepper dish that we had, and it's pajarito. <gasps> Do they have? I you went there and got their new menu. Yeah, I'm so jealous. They have just launched their spring menu, and it is just the way that is your. If you are missing your spring break trip, you should just go to pajarito because they have got great cocktails. Uh, they have a new bar manager, Patrick Denny, who's been around forever, and he's just got some really great, subtle flavors. The drinks look pink and pretty, and they look like they'd be super sweet, but they have such complexity and layers, and they are uh, that <laughs> they're doing those shishito peppers, yes, elote style. Oh, so like their famous Brussels sprouts. Yep, they stopped. They're they're the, actually Brussels taking the Brussels sprouts are off. out of season. Yep, yep, off the list, and so they're putting the peppers in the same prep, which is oh, yum-a-may. I appreciate that because they're so delicious. I know. God, I love those. Seriously. Yes. Everybody loves a good pepper. Okay. Uh, Hope. (laughs) We don't have a timer here. How far are we from break? We only have a few seconds. Um, We do have another caller, but we probably should get to her after the break. That's right. We'll We'll take her after the top two. An hour two. You're listening to The Weekly Dish presented by Red Cow, Red Rabbit, and we are live at Bachman's. We've got an hour left if you want to come down.